So what's the plan then? The plan is I rip this thing out of you for my own purposes. The plan for you is, I guess, make peace with whatever gods you hold dear. This shouldn't take very long. He's completely gone from view when the fog clears. Yeah, I guess the guy stole something pretty important, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'd call a soul that. You're biologically alive, but you're like spiritually dead. It's not someplace I would really recommend going. It's kind of a one-way trip. Give it to us straight. Though it goes by many names, the one that is most often known is Ravenloft. Welcome one and all to the Die by the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us in our space adventure. I'm John and I'm the GM for this game. I'm Lisa. I'm playing Curse Sylvan and a Vesk soldier. I'm Tom. I'm playing Lycos 9, the android Solarian. I'm Brent and I'm playing Sparks, the Ahsoki mechanic. I'm Jessica and I'm playing Noemi Dimash, the Lashunta Technomancer. You heard it too, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happened? What's your name again? What's my name? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But I'm not the only one. I'm not trying to make fun of you. It's just no. What did I do? <laughs> you just said Essica. Oh, I heard Jessica. <laughs> wow, I am tired. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Domash, the Lucian to Technomancer. Oh, you need a nap. <laughs> All right. So when we last left our heroes, you were in the mystical office of Endrin, uh, Endrin, Endrin, who just gave you some bad news. Your soul's in Ravenloft, I'm afraid to say. Right. Do I actually know where that is or what that is? Uh, you, Thanks to a mysticism check from, I believe, Noemi last time, uh, you know it's basically a... Or I'll let her describe it to you a little bit here. Do you want me to describe it through Noemi? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all I know, all I remember from it, from Jessica's previous... Play, time going there is it's not great it's very dark <laughs> it's, it's very victorian great. and like gothic and vampires and it's it's not an easy place to leave okay. you, guys died, you guys died twice as a party there yeah it's a planner repository for darkness and evil uh it tends to kind of like grab on the worst of the worst throughout the galaxy and bring them there but also <laughs> people live there trying to get by hmm. all the, the the evil gets pulled there is made the lord of its own domain but it can never leave. And the things that kill people have like really obvious names, like Count Blood. I did it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Count Blood. I did it. <laughs> I don't remember what the names were, but it was like you know, you know, Lord and Lady Fenderpeak, and like all these like other things, and all of a sudden it was just like. Count Blood Von Dracula. <laughs> totally, I killed them. Come here to my castle tomorrow. The funny thing is, in that adventure, he technically wasn't the villain because he'd been killed and replaced by Doppelganger, who was the villain. All right, we're not here to critique uh, Bed of the Knife or whatever. <laughs> Hour of the Knife. Hour of the Knife. Um. Oh, boy. Okay. I might like the Ravenloft sitting a little bit. <laughs> Um, so how do I get it back? I was kind of using that. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it's not exactly a place you can get to easily from, from here. You'll have to go through an, an intermediate, an intermediate, uh, you'll have to go through an intermediary, uh, nexus. You got it. Where do I find one of those? Uh, well, you know, you're in luck. I just happen to know the location of one. There's a storm racked planet in near space called Astria, which currently contains the location of one of these nexus points. 
Do I have to do anything special to cross over, or do you just kind of walk in? Uh, you just kind of walk in if you're still inclined. Uh, you're going to be looking for a small town called Falwyn. Can you repeat that, please? Falwyn. Spelling it with a Y? Huh? Uh, no, <laughs> F-A-L-W-E-N. Dang it! <laughs> Hedging your bets there. It's space, it's fantasy. Yeah, all right. F-A-L-L-W-E-N? Uh, one L, but it's ah. all good. You'll be looking for a red wooden door. It'll seem kind of out of place, but that'll be your, your mode of access. Okay. Um, and then how do I get back? Do uh, I just walk back through, or...? I'm afraid that's something I don't have an easy answer for. Uh, once you're in the Demiplane of Dread, there's not an easy way out. Hey, man, I came for solutions here. I got enough problems as it is. Well, that's when you're going to have to kind of figure out on your own. I'm sorry to say. You said you don't have an easy solution. That doesn't mean you don't have a solution. Well, there are powers that bargains could potentially be made with, but that's between y'all. There is a device that if you can find it and feed it enough souls, it'll take you out of Ravenloft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm actually not kidding. That does exist. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Well, assuming I didn't want to kill all of you guys. <laughs> I think it's going to have to be something you'll figure out when you get there. Hmm. All right. Well, who's coming? I'll go kill undead things. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think any of us have an, an option. As a Without recently <laughs> undead thing, I appreciate that you're uh, willing to volunteer, but maybe maybe specify. Well, Sparks, as much I, as I... I mean, I'm obviously here for your soul, but we also have to get that gem back. Oh, yeah. That too. Did we ever leave a message? I guess we can't leave a message for... No, we, no, we, her we, voice we tried cool. and we couldn't get through. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Space voice we got a busy signal. Hey, I'm going for you, buddy. Oh, that okay. That does make me feel better. All right, well. Here we go. Shall we? Indeed. Do we need to pack any supplies, any kind of preparations that we need to make for this place? I think Garlic, we're, holy water. Ah, uh, okay, true. I was going to say, I think we're pretty <laughs> stocked up. We were planning on heading out anyway, but we probably do need some specific supplies. Steaks. Can Engrin provide us with any supplies here, or do they know of a place we could go to... Get Ravenloft supplies. Uh, one Ravenloft emergency kit, please. Well, I can give you some some wards and waivers. Hold on. Let me go to my kit here. Waivers? I just needed something that rhymed or that, that had I needed some alliteration, okay? Get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> In case you don't come back, we are not liable for <laughs> Yeah, alright. Alright, I have a, a few rings uh, that will protect you in uh, areas where your natural aptitudes lack. Uh, there are rings of resistance. Uh, mechanically, they'll give you a plus one or plus two bonus to your lower saving throws. Hmm. That's probably a good thing. I can offer any serum. I can offer a few serums of healing, and a again, you didn't really get this from me, but a uh, a potion of proof against the undead. What does that do, Pertel? Uh, you'll drink it and have a aura of warding around you from. Uh, any undead folk for the next few hours. Uh, it doesn't discriminate, though, so uh, if you have any friendly undead in your team, they'll be uncomfortable in close proximity. Kind of side-eye sparks. Yeah, question for John. Am I considered undead now? Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what if he drinks a potion of protection from undead? Um, you're not quite sure what will happen. Guys, science. <laughs> <laughs> How much does it cost, though? Uh, the potion of proof against undead will be seven hundred and fifty credits. 
the serums of healing will be at market value, as would the rings of resistance. And what is market value? Do you have them handy? Yeah, uh, ring of resistance mark one is seven thirty five, and mark two is forty two hundred co- uh, credits. Healing is uh, fifty credits for the mark one, or four hundred twenty five credits for mark two. I might get that mark two ring. They hand you the ring and take credits and transfer. All right. Yeah, if nobody else wants the Mark One, I'll take that. Do they have another Mark One? Forty-five hundred. Uh, forty-two hundred. Forty-two. Yes, there's two Mark Ones available. Okay, I'm gonna take another one. If that's all right with Kerr. Mm-hmm. I still have some healing serums from the last time we thought we would need them, and we didn't. Oh, really? We haven't used them. I do too. Oh, yeah, I bought a whole bunch of those. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a whole slew. Nice. Maybe I shouldn't say whole slew. I have some left from when we bought them last time. Of all types of marks. One, two, and three. Oh, I don't have any three. Nice. I have one three. So that's like my emergency. Gonna die. Yeah. Kind of backup. Okay. Who am I kicking? I'm sorry. Sorry, right. I'm used to it. Aww. Any other preparations you have to make before departing? You're already setting up your voicemails and saying your goodbyes and stuff because you were leaving anyway, so... Do we need to set up any, get anything, like, do we know of certain things that are potentially dangerous in Ravenloft, like, that we might need silver weapons or, like, you know, probably was a little bit joking, but not really, you know, garlic, and do we know if there's any kind of thing like that that might help us to survive a little bit in Ravenloft? Do any of you actually use projectile weapons, like non-energy weapons? I do. My hand cannon's analog. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, if you want to buy some silver ammunition, you're welcome to. How much is that, that going to cost? Uh, it'll be 400 credits for a, a box of 50. Can Damn. I get silver multi-missiles? <laughs> <laughs> silver nitrate multi-missiles? Uh, yeah, I'll say... What is it? 50 for a rack? Yeah. Uh, we'll say 250 then for a... Whew. I guess they are silver, so... Wait, did you say it was 400 for a... a 50, but only 250 for him? It's one shot, though. Oh, okay. Just trying to think if I'm actually going to shoot anything to spend that money on, or if I'm just going to run up and stab it regardless. Yeah, I mean, my alternative is a disintegrator, which should be pretty effective, you would think, regardless, but... Actually, this is semi-relevant. Um, do we know what the level of technology where we're going is, and how are most of us going to be standing out there? Uh, is that you, a thing we need to control for? You don't know. Okay. Is there no way for us to find out or no? Um, it's fair to say no. Yeah, not really, no. Okay. Not a lot of information gets out of the place. It's more known by reputation. Okay. Well, I think we should, you know, we have room on the ship. Bringing, you know, I don't want to say like disguises, but possible different kinds of clothing because we know this is a different plane of existence, so it could be very different from our own. I assume we would know at least that much. Yes. Um, so we should kind of try to prepare for for different eventualities, I suppose. Are we taking the ship through? I thought we were going through a red door. Oh, that's true. So whatever Well, we- maybe though when we get to um, Astria, they might know more given that they are nearer to the red door. Couldn't hurt to have it on the ship. That's all I'm saying. All right. You don't have to bring it if you don't want to. I'm not forcing I'm just, you. I'm just pointing out having it on the ship might not be useful if we walk through a door. Uh, yes, I can't help it over here, but I don't think you'll be able to bring your ship where you're going. Well, that's fair. So you'll want to bring anything you want to bring with you 
with, with you. you. All right. All right. Um, I guess I would try to find. We don't have a concept of. I was going to say like something we would consider a traditional suit, but we have no concept of that even be appropriate either. Nope. Yeah. You get like some fancy station wear, but you're not sure if it's going to be kind of fitting. If you're going to be fashion forward or or what when you get there. Hilariously, my armor might make me the least conspicuous thing because it's closer to looking at medieval armor. But yeah, I'm gonna pla- <laughs> I'm gonna pack like a set of like plain clothes and things like that. Like All right, a sounds big good. Mysterious cloak or something. There you go, yeah. big, big cloak for you. Yeah, I guess I'd buy a cloak and then a, a set of fairly like simple clothes, just that might fit in anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, call it thirty credits, and you'll all be good. Okay. All right. As you hit for departure, go ahead and make a piloting check, and then roll me three d six, please. 24 and then do a, a total or the individual dice rolls excuse me total please 10 all right kind of a medium trip through the drift uh you tra- make translation without any issue there's no immediate threats upon arriving in the drift on the 10th day very close to your destination you see another ship basically kind of coming opposite you in the drift and they open hailing frequencies okay i accept it Hi-ho, neighborinos. On the other end of the comms, you see a small bridge with a pair of halflings and a skittermander and then a Barathu sitting in like the captain's throne. The skittermander waves three of its arms friendly at you and uh, the halflings kind of give a, a happy wave. Uh, the Barathu says, We don't often see other living ships. Yours is quite nice. What are they? We're not entirely sure. Uh, it was built by a race on risk and given to us as a gift. Ah, wonderful. Well, hail to another bioship captain. Any tips for bioship users? Keep them happy. We will do our best. And they uh, kind of give a, a pleasant sign off and close frequencies. So not to derail, but whatever happened to the cat? Did you bring the cat with you, Kurt? Of I, course. Or did you befriend the cat, like us nine? I'm usually the one that's hanging out with the cat, okay. Jonesy. All right. Just making sure. So is the cat going to come to Ravenloft with us? I mean, does the cat want to go to Ravenloft with us? Seems to be a fairly, fairly intelligent cat. Uh, Jonesy so far has been fairly aloof, and they, they seem to enjoy their run of the ship. Uh, no one's really brought up, to my knowledge, the concept of bringing the cat along with you to away missions, but I suppose you could breach the subject with him. I'll leave that to Lycos 9 since he's the one that's closest to Jonesy. I mean, does the cat talk to us? Or he does not. He seems to understand, but doesn't really have a means of communicating other than like nodding yowling, head. nodding, or swatting things. So I guess I asked the cat. <laughs> Do you have any interest in leaving the ship and going to a parallel dimension? It looks around and then like stretches out luxuriously and saunters over near a heating vent and then plops down and Falls asleep. Taking that as a no. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm assuming we can't fellowship by ourselves. So who do we, did did um, Renault come with us? Did any of the yeah the whole crew is on ship? Okay, mm. okay, cool. Wasn't sure we hadn't we mm. didn't we didn't specify. So just double checking. All right. Yeah, unless noted otherwise, I a full I assume full complement of ship's crew when you depart. Cool. Just double checking. You transition to real space and find yourself in high orbit around the fourth planet of a star system. Uh, looking down over it, you can see quite an incredible sight. Almost the entirety of its surface seems to be cloud-covered, 
and you can see lightning even from uh, this distance, like streaking around the clouds. Uh, the whole surface of the ship of the planet seems to be one constant tempest. Uh, as soon as you transition, you begin receiving a few hailing frequencies from a few different, whatchamacallit, uh, geosynchronous space stations, all trying to, like, almost bark at you to, oh, park here. Uh, cheapest long-term get, parking. <laughs> yeah, cheapest long-term parking, best shuttles, complimentary shuttles, various accommodations. They're all trying to get your attention. Uh, Sparks, you figure out the best one. Uh, okay. So. He has, like, Yelp skills. I don't know. <laughs> It's like with using like a computer skill, like okay, which which one of these is a legit five star? You can answer one of the hails, and if you were if you were inclined. So we oh. want I wanted to answer the most legitimate sounding one that okay. doesn't just seem like a huckster. Like. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, you answer it and says, "Hello, I am Arian Eight, and." I am speaking to you. I'm like Arian. No bloop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no wait, we're, we're not space racists. <laughs> that's just the name of the company. <laughs> no wait, but Arian. We're not, we're not space, space no, no, racists. That's the motto of the company. <laughs> no, that's my name. Uh, that is unfortunate. I am Arian Hitler. <laughs> I will be serving you today. <laughs> all right well that seems uncalled for we just barely met you know i was gonna say i like the cut of this guy's jib but kind of start to feel sorry for him thanks to you guys <laughs> i'm just trying to do my job here you're no fun <laughs> you don't have to be so mean you guys are all monsters we're muted it's like when you're on a conference call and you're talking shit about people <laughs> you really hope you're on mute thank you for coming to astria how can where is your, is your destination here for business or pleasure? A little bit of both. Um, Pleasurable business. <laughs> do you know whereabouts you're trying to go on world? Fallwin. Ah, Fallwin. Okay. Then you'll want to dock in the geosynchronous orbit over the city of Kroon. Unfortunately, that's not my station, but as part of the Asria Board of Tourism, we welcome you to our humble planet. Could you point us to the to a good direction, to a good place to dock our ship? Absolutely. And a like a file re- download request appears on your comms. And you can just like ping it and Boop. it gives you docking clearance and location for the area. Thank you, Arian. Sorry for your unfortunate name. Quite welcome. Okay. Zoop. No piling check required. As you get close, the basically docking computer just requests permission to um, autopilot you in. That's uh, fairly normal. And you dock in a small, it's like a small town, big city-sized space station where you can see about another dozen or so ships parked. Uh, most of them are hauler ships, uh, the cargo of which you're not quite sure. And you can see a number of shuttles going to and from the planet. And each of these geosynchronous stations are above a, like an eye of the storm, a gap in the maelstrom that would allow for safe transit to and from the city, or excuse me, to and from the planet. It looks like all the shuttles going down are all part of the Acerian Collective, so it doesn't look like you're going to be able to bring the Baleful Skies down. Okay. Uh, there's a number of planetary defense batteries and things, so it's a fairly well-secured place. Now, have um, we should probably speak with Renault and with the Dodotar to see if any of them are coming with us. Mm-hmm. 
um, and who is going to stay here and guard the ship. And we need to probably give them direction if like in the case that we don't return in X amount of time that they should um, assume us lost and uh, and save our asses. Yeah, again. <laughs> oh, I was going to say collect the insurance money and live a nice, happy life with our ship. Those aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh, Renault is probably the best versed with like interpersonal communication amongst the Dojo. I mean, compared to the Dojotar, they don't really speak uh, common tongue and are terrifying. Yeah. Well, terrifying is not exactly, you know, unheard of in this uh, this part of space. <laughs> I still have to feel like if you're classified as terrifying, your interpersonal skills probably aren't going to be the best just because you're starting off on the back foot. That's fair. Unless they're rolling for intimidate. Yeah, they might fit right in in Ravenloft with those gaping maws. <laughs> yeah. So the Dojotar and Renault will all stay shipside to okay. protect it unless you specifically request any of them to come with. I would only ask them. I wouldn't tell them to come. I think it's probably wiser to leave them here. Somebody to kind of keep watching the ship. Also, you know, looking out for us in case something goes bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do we know if we will be able to communicate cross plans? Not without some means, some magical means of communication. No, we still have that stone of far speech. Is that what it's, it is? Yes, but he specified that we have to be in the same plane. That's why we couldn't talk to. Ah, but we should probably try it when we get there to see if she's there as well. Dun dun dun. She was dun. in the drift. But she could have gone to Ravenloft for no reason. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could. We could still. Okay. So sh- okay. Thoughts. Do we take the stone with us or do we leave it on the ship and have Renault try to get a hold of her? Technically, we were in the drift too for a while. Would we have thought to try it there? I'll let you retcon. You can reach out to her while you were in the drift. Do we reach her while we're in the drift? Do you attempt to? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because I think we we need to let her know. Like, I'm not going to keep her in the dark about what's going Mm. on because she is a powerful ally. She has money. She has connections. Like... She might be able to help us. Some kind of she backup might be pissed, would be nice. But better hear it from us. <laughs> We're about to go to Ravenloft. What you gonna do? Right, kill us? Ha ha ha. I'm gonna eat you. Alright, well, peace. <laughs> okay. So ring ring ring. Yes, Noemi, what is what's going on? What's your ETA? Well, so we have some bad news. Unfortunately. Sparks is dead. <laughs> Sparks is undead. No, so I will let her know that uh, essentially, I, I mean, I won't, I won't beat her on the bush. I'll tell her what happened and that we are attempting to go retrieve the stone, um, but it was taking us to another plane. Okay. Uh, you hear a muted like whoosh and followed by a chorus of screams uh, and then like a few heavy stomps on the deck on the other side. You lost the gem. It was stolen. It was not lost. And we are doing everything in our power to get it back. I wanted to be upfront with you and Frank. There's a, a pause and then... Huh. Well, I appreciate your forthrightness and your dedication to making this right. We will keep orbit around the planetary destination at the coordinates you've given us and ensure it is safe and prepared for your eventual arrival. We will get there as soon as possible. In other words, she's not going to help us in any way, shape, or form. Hooray! Keep me appraised of any updates as they become available. When we return from Ravenloft, ha ha ha, I will let you know. 
And keep the stone with one of your crewmen who's not going. I expect periodic updates from them. Will do. So I'll leave it with Renault. Oh, oh, uh, as you wish, uh, Ms. De- Ms. Damas. Um, Don't feel nervous. Don't it, feel nervous. It's a dragon. I can't, I can't help it. I find they have a body to be destroyed. And <laughs> to be fair, if your body gets destroyed, we can just make you a new one. What if I melted the slag? Poor <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Renal has nightmares for weeks. Can we make him a black box? <laughs> like a, a part of the robot that he like can go into that can't be destroyed? Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. Uh, Those are actually bright orange. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's easy to find. Perhaps eventually, but... Not right now. Yes, exactly. Sparks, you need to get on that when you're not dead anymore. Priorities, man. Keep it in the back of the back of your second mind. Yeah, right. Back up in your backup. <laughs> All right, so moving about Kroon Station, you can see there are a number of like industrial haulers and a lot of like robotic assistants moving uh, huge batteries uh, back to and from these various ships. Uh, it seems power is the chief export of uh, Asria. Okay. I, I plan to... Try to find some, someone that doesn't look like too busy and slightly friendly looking to see if um, they know anything about this red door that we're okay. looking for. I mean, we can go to a tavern, Sparks, but... Uh, yeah, you see a bright pink furry uh, creature with uh, six arms and a pair of legs uh, moving around. They're in a slightly oil-stained jumpsuit. Do I recognize the species? Uh, make a life sciences. Nat 20 for a 37. Wow. Yes. Uh, this is a Skittermander. Well, we just saw a Skittermander on the thing. So wouldn't we know that was also a Skittermander? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so you recognize the Skittermander. So she um, rolled that amazingly for nothing. I know, for nothing. That's why you rolled it so amazingly. It was so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technically members of, of the Viscarium. Uh, they are small and exceedingly helpful. Uh, slightly terrifying as... Adolescents, um, as adults, they are not really, I don't, well, somewhat taken advantage of throughout the known space for their kind of willingness to be helpful, helpful and subservient. But do they have obvious gender? Uh, not obviously, no. Okay. Well, um, I mean, you'd probably have to know their uh, biology fairly well. Although, I guess with thirty-seven, you pretty much do. Uh, so yeah, this is a uh, a woman skittermitter. Does she appear young, old? I don't want to do the Miss Ma'am thing and. Yeah, uh, anyone. she she appears uh, like middle aged. Okay, I'll still call her Miss. I just looked up a picture of these things. They are like stupidly adorable. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting noise. <laughs> we call that a squee. Yes, that that is a squee. Excuse me, Miss. Um, do you could you spare a moment to help us? Of course. How are you doing? How, who are you? Oh, I'm Noemi. This is uh, Kerr, Lycos9, Sparks. Um, now that we're all well acquainted, um, we are... Oh, you didn't get my name. I'm Ellen Bogan. <laughs> Ellen Bogan. Very nice to meet you. And she reaches out all six hands and gives you like a firm, like six multiple handed. handshake. Okay, yeah. cool. I have a strange request. We're looking for a red door. Do you happen to know anything about it? Can't say I do. I've seen a lot of doors, but I don't know one that's, that's particularly red or the red is the important part for it. What's the door go to? Uh... Another plane. A magical door. How fun. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's fun, but uh, it'll be interesting. Do you know anybody who might know of these sorts of magical doors? 
We you can, seem, I mean, you seem so affable. I'm sure you have many friends here on, on Croon. I can take you to the Board of Tourism. They oh. know probably more about the planet than anything else. Okay. Do, do, do we think that they're going to be willing to help us with magic doors? Uh, Seems like a gateway to a hell? like, hellish plane probably isn't like on the Board of Tourism website. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or it absolutely is. <laughs> Do you want to experience damnation? Come here. Yeah, right? Like, where's the travel advisory for this planet? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I'm, you I'm, must sign a waiver. Ellen, Ellen Wagen, I, I have to be honest. I don't think this this door doesn't really lead to some place that that the board of tourism would really be promoting. Oh well, that's too bad. I'm not sure why you'd want to go there then, but let's go find it, huh? All right, if you're willing to come with us. Uh, where where are we going? Well, uh, we just need to find someone who knows about said door but not the board of tourism because it is not some place that someone as happy as you is want, would want to go so you know about the town of Fallwin, you've been told oh that's right so i will sorry i yes do you know where we could find Fallwin? oh yeah that's only about 150 miles outside of croon uh just head planet side uh then you're gonna need to get a rig and drive out to the floodplains uh, okay. don't worry it's not like rainy season right now so they shouldn't be flooded how much is it going to cost us to get out there? It depends on what kind of rig you want to get. Hmm. How much do we have among us? Uh, I think I've got like 1,600 left. Okay. I only have like 450. Yeah, about 400. Uh, I have about 100 186. Oh my, all right. I'm so broke. Sparks, you're... Why am I always the one that has the money left? Okay, I just finance- bought an expensive magical ring. That's the only reason I didn't. <laughs> I got my girlfriend a present. And you're also financing your own... Non-death. Undeath? Yeah, uh, re, uh, re- reliving? Living? I don't know what the... <laughs> Rebirth? Rebirth? I, mean, I like to call killing the undead redeading, but... <laughs> Re-undeading? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, this entire side trip is you-oriented in terms of funding. Yeah, okay, all right, I get it. I'm the most invested, both monetarily and spiritually, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we are here for you. <laughs> Just not financially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think we were trying to hope to get out there for less than 500 credits. Do you think that's possible for the four of us? It may be possible. Maybe a little risky. But, I mean, you'll want to talk to one of the outfitters for that. I cringe when she says risk. (laughs) 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 Do you know of anybody who could get us any good deals? You know, now that you mention it, I think if you talk to my man, Oshar. Where can we find Oshar? Uh, he runs Oshar's Outfitters. Oh, that should be easy to find. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll let him know that Ellen Boggin sent us. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he'll remember me fondly, I hope. All right. Well, thanks. Have a great day. Bye. And she waves <laughs> to you. All right. Off to Oshar's Outfitters. All right. So Planetary Shuttle is complimentary. The shuttle ride takes a couple hours to get down through atmosphere it's a little bit rough. It's like an industrial shuttle. It's been you made this trip hundreds of times, no doubt. Um, but it doesn't seem to be in kind of optimal repair. Uh, so it's a little bit of a bumpy ride, bumpier than you'd probably like. But within a matter of hours, you're down planet side. And looking up, it's quite a sight. The whole underside of the sky, as far as you can see, roils with lightning. There's this kind of constant rumble in the background of distant and sometimes nearer thunderstorms. It doesn't always appear to be raining, but you can see lightning striking constantly. And in many places, you can see it striking 
around the horizon uh, down to earth and in some areas very frequently over and over in roughly the same spot. When you make it to Kroon, which is, as cities go, fairly small, especially coming from Absalom Station, which is a kind of massive metropolitan design, this one is much more quaint. Also, it's very low. None of the buildings really kind of serve as skyscrapers or anything like that. Everything is kind of flat and underground from what you can see. A lot of the places are advertising for people staying there uh, audio insulated, so you won't have to listen to constant thunderstorms and things like that. Uh, and the people move about with, they're kind of like metal ponchos that seem to be the, the style of dress or of protection from the, the folks living here. Uh, they all seem to be fairly well grounded. Yeah, I would hope so. You could stitch a Faraday cage into like a blanket and wrap it around. That's basically, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll stand real close to Kerr so that she gets, Yeah. we'll give her a little <laughs> metal pole to carry. <laughs> Bring her a little lightning rod. It's a metal pole, so her Dashko. Yeah. So you don't really see anything in the way of <laughs> air travel happening, but there's a number of ground craft moving about the city, as well as as you're walking down, you hear like a big brr, brr, like honk and get out of the way to see a massive eight-wheeled lumbering like military vehicle, uh, battle-scarred and with a number of spiked protrusions sticking out of it, rumble through. Everyone gives it a good berth as it moves down the the road. That seems totalitarian. I'm guessing that's a rig? Most likely. So we gotta find one of those. Well, Found we one. I pointed as it drives away. <laughs> Good job, Legos 9. You see we had to get on the one we found. That's true. So let's find Oshar's Outfitters. See what that can do for us. So it takes a little while, probably about 20 minutes, but you managed to find it. A lot of the Outfitters are kind of situated at the outskirts of town. And Oshar seems to have a fairly large scrapyard and construction site nearby to the, the office uh, and garages. Uh, you, as you are coming in, you can see a smaller version of this, one of these rigs coming out of the garage and turning out and heading towards the land surrounding the city. You can see that a lot of it is kind of blasted and not much grows. You can see like a little bit of scrub brush popping up here and there, but for the most part, it seems to be fairly desolate. Uh, despite the constant storms, there doesn't seem to be an abundance of rain on Astria. Hmm. Uh, as you come in, you see someone who appears humanoid. Uh, actually, appears fairly human. But as you get a little closer, you can see they have a, like a platinum blonde hair, and their eyes kind of shine with the luminosity that is uncommon for humans. Uh, their skin is like immaculate, and they have sort of a an aura of awe about them. Uh, they greet you all with a wide smile. Um, he's a fairly youthful-looking man. What do his teeth look like when he smiles? Oh, uh, normal people teeth? People <laughs> teeth. Can I do a life sciences check? Uh, mysticism would be more appropriate. All right. They're not especially fangly, if that's what you're asking. It is. Okay. I, I'm seeing if I can get a sight of him in a reflection. 28. 28. All right. <laughs> I know where uh, we're going, John. He seems to have the blood of the Celestials uh, somewhere in his line, uh, which would class him as an Asimar. Uh, Asimar was my first character. <laughs> Your paladin. Yep, my angel paladin. <laughs> Doubling down on the goodness. The thing was vicious. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Uh, Howdy, strangers. Are you, y'all. are you Oshar? The one and the same, and welcome to Oshar's Outfitters. Y'all uh, from Offworld? Oh, indeed. I think that's probably quite obvious, but... Um, 
Ellen Bogan sent us. Uh, she said that that you might be able to help us. How's that little scamp doing? She seemed to be doing quite well. She was very kind. Uh, I don't doubt that for a second. God's bless those little critters. So we're like <laughs> speaking of little critters. <laughs> speaking of little little critters, we're looking to try to get to the city of Fallen. Thank you. For once, I remembered. <laughs> Oh, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a rough travel, but fortunately, y'all came to the right place. I knew she wouldn't steer us wrong. Out of Shar's Outfitters, we'll get you what you need to get where you're going, and that is a guarantee. So, y'all in the market for a rig then? That's what she said we would need. I should say. I love this town and this uh planet, but they are no end to bandits out in the wastelands. How many Don't times say. did you watch Mad Max recently to get this episode going? <laughs> I didn't not watch Mad Max recently. <laughs> you might have it memorized at this point, let's That's be honest. actually probably true. But we've got a few different options to accommodate any budget, uh, depending on if you're looking for more might or more speed or something in between. More well, get us there. Yeah, I think speed is of the essence. All right, well, that's always the, uh, the trade-off you gotta got to run. Anything a little bit quicker is going to be able to outrun some folk, just clear... Leave them in your dust, but if they got the quickness as well or can cut you off, you're not going to have quite as much punch to get through them. But I'll leave that up to you. Still, err on the side of speed or err on the side of toughness? I say speed. If they catch up to us, we can stab them well enough. We do have quite a bit of uh, might not on the rig, so I think we'll be all right. All right, sounds good. Then in that case, would you mind following me to the garage to show you what I think will be a perfect fit for y'all? Well, sure. Oshar leads you out into the yard and then into, you call it a garage, but it's really more of a hangar. Uh, inside you can see another like massive rig similar to the one that drove by you in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he leads you over to a sleek six-wheeled vehicle, Landcraft. The six wheels extend downward from a rounded chassis, which with an armored cockpit in the front, and you can see a partially covered back section. A number of large engines mount to the sides and rear carriage of the unit uh, with some heavy exhaust and even some like turbocharged boosters on there. Uh, you can also see a pair of turrets mounted on the kind of back corners and a gun emplacement along the front with the cockpit. I'll comment that, oh, you know, even though it looks like it goes, goes pretty fast, it looks like we still have some firepower on here. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't stay in business very long if I wasn't providing that. These are rentals, yes? Oh, absolutely. All right, just making sure. I mean, if you're interested in the market, I'd be happy to sell her, but I don't think you're going to need that going just here and back. No, no. Um, How long uh, does it typically take to get from here to there? Well, Fallen's only about 150 miles from here, so you could probably make it in a couple hours. Oh, okay. It's going to take us way longer. You might want to get the damage insurance policy. <laughs> oh, no, I'd practically insist on that. You'd be a fool not to. I mean, it's only like 20 credits a day. And considering the retail value on this thing, that's, you'd be. Well, I mean, we have business insurance, so. Um, Do we? I, I yes. <laughs> Noemi took care of that. Don't worry. She has very good life insurance policy on all of you. So what was the payout on the gap? (laughs) 
I still need to file the paperwork. We're still waiting for that. That's still pending. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a lot of numbers who's kind of let fall by the wayside. We'll say it's been paying for your rent for the last right, year right. in perpetuity. Oh, I'm just more <laughs> poking at her and not trying um, to get money. What uh, do... Okay. So out of character, I know that we can't bring the rig back right away. Or at all. <laughs> So is it, can we, do we know, or should I ask if we can rent it like a one-way, kind of like you do like U-Haul? Or is there an ability for him to return it should we go AWOL? Well, yeah. here's the thing. If he actually does have like an insurance policy on this and we don't come back, they're just going to assume we got bandits and lost and he gets huh. a payout. So he's not really losing okay. anything. All right. <laughs> I just I figure at some point he's going to be like, so when are you going to bring it back? And we're going to be like, uh... A couple of days? <laughs> That's what I figured As we'd soon do. as we get back from Fallwind. Well, we're going to Fallwind. Yeah, we're bringing it... It was the joke. We're going oh. to Fallwind. We'll bring it back when we get back from Fallwind. Jesus. Which <laughs> could be never. Never. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Look, if you ain't sure how long you're going to be in town for, just drop it off the Macris when you get there. Macris? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when you're on your way back, you can get something else. Sounds good. Sorry, sometimes I get stuck in the details. I'm like, oh, but no. I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, it'd be insurance fraud technically, <laughs> which my is like the second or third time that's come my, up tonight. <laughs> sneaks into my fantasy life sometimes. All right, um, how much? How much is it to to rent this here rig? <laughs> you know, here to fall in, we'll call it. Eh. Because you're a friend of Ellen Bogans, we'll say 600 credits plus uh, 20 more for the insurance. Do we have that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone want to haggle? No. No. <laughs> What's my diplomacy? That's your job. It is. Do you want the android who has terrible wisdom and no, no social no. skills to argue this? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, that seems like a pretty good deal. Does it include all of the uh, ammunition necessary and uh, gasoline as well? Oh, everything's powered by storm batteries here. We don't really use fossil fuels. I mean, are you crazy? But uh, <laughs> Big bada boom. <laughs> Got him. I mean, if you look around and he kind of motions outside the window, he says, you see, look about that way. I mean, don't look too long because it hurts your eyes probably. But uh, see all those lightning bolts? Arcing down about uh, over yonder. Yeah, I mean, you really can't miss them. Well, we've got power plants set up to uh, to harness these storms. Uh, basically pull the power out of the clouds and ship it off world. And ship it on world, too, for uses such as this. you got plenty of juice to get you there and back. All uh, right. Probably about 40 or 50 times if you need to. Hmm. I mean, just don't go laying on the weaponry the whole way. You'll melt the housing before you run out of power, but... I'd be real cross if you did that. Ah, uh, so they're charge-based, not analog? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm trying to figure out how, what we can haggle. Well, let me sit in the seat. Let me see how comfortable this rig is. <laughs> sure, by all means. Cup holders? <laughs> he like a Snina. He pulls a little uh, thing out of his belt and like, boop, boop, and yeah. a, a stairs come down to let you get up in there. The wheels themselves are like kind of big monster truck wheels, uh, and it's about a, the, the bottom of the rig is about 10 feet up. Why don't you go kick the tires? <laughs> Can I call shotgun now? Michael <laughs> <laughs> just walks up to the tires and just kicks it. <laughs> it is firm and unyielding. He is, Looks good, boss. 
Yeah, we keep those things solid. <laughs> Only way those are getting shot out is if a uh, whole strut comes off. Sparks just gives him the 620. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we can draw this out all session. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, my good man. <laughs> Everyone in the boat. <sighs> Who's driving? Lycos 9 is the resident pilot. Oh, I was going to call shotgun this time. All right. Curry, you want to be shotgun? I was, I was actually joking. I figured I was piloting this. <laughs> Unless you want to try. Do you want to drive? I already called shotgun. You drive. All right. I'm on the guns if uh, that becomes necessary. All right. So there are two turrets in the back, and there's a traversable gun in the front. Mm. All right. But let me tell you what those are real quick. Does the rig have a name? I ask him. Like Bessie or Firewind. Like a, a nanobot decal on the side of it. Firewind or Bessie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's clearly one of the two. <laughs> Brent, we should call it Sill. <laughs> oh, God. Those are, those are clearly the only There's a spectrum of options. names, and those are the two extremes, I think. <laughs> yeah, you should like Sill. Right, Sill's a good one. All right, this one's called the Etherwind Burner. Mm. So not Bessie. <laughs> Well, we'll take real good care of Etherwind. Can we just nickname it Burner? Sure. Whatever you want to call her. All right. Get in the burner. Let's go. Burner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know if I want to call it by the full name. Etherwind doesn't really roll off the no. tongue. No, it just makes me want to call her Ethel because after we... <laughs> or Ethel. We can and do we're back to Bessie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... Okay, so looking at the weaponry, you can see that... There is a convergent laser, a multi-wave, on the front of the ship, or in the front of the vehicle, uh, which can basically kind of traverse a forward arc, mm. uh, and is positioned to be fired by the driver uh, while driving. Basically, they have, can have one hand on the wheel, one hand on the gun. One of the turrets in the back is a electron aurora cannon. That sounds neat. And the other is a white star conqueror cannon, uh, both plasma weapons. Aurora, I call Aurora. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is this effectively like ship combat just on a land thing? No, it's more like personal combat, but you're... Oh, okay. These are all like heavy weapons that have been mounted to the chassis. Gotcha. Uh, well? Are they all heavy weapons? They are. Dang it. Let me see if I... I forget you're not if proficient? I took the thing. Nope. I can't use heavy weapons. You can well, just badly. You'll be yeah. on a... You won't be using your full penalty because your natural strength won't be required because you're firing them from a turret. A turret, yeah. Uh, so the penalty won't be as steep. Okay. I have something that's supposed to give me heavy Yeah, I remember that. I remember you taking that because you're I so... I think you didn't take it because you're not strong enough to wield heavy weapons. That does sound right. Oh, but it comes from like a exocortex mod slot mm -hmm. thing. So I don't know if that like a one-time deal or can you swap them out? I mean, did you take it? I guess not when you're originally, but if it's just a mod thing, I guess I could. Well, it'd be retconning at this point, so. Yeah, you'd be doing it. You would be something you'd select when you level up anyway. So who of us actually does? Is it just Kerr, basically? But I'm driving, so I can't fire anyway. Well, Unless you said it like, can be fired by the driver. Yours. Yeah, I specifically oh. said it can be fired with one hand on the gun, one hand okay. on the wheel. To be fair, I assumed I was driving, so I was just letting. I thought you were describing, and I was like half like listening. I apologize. I. I'm usually just driving. You can go vroom vroom and boom boom. All right, guess I. I mean, I, I'll still have the penalty. I don't think I have heavy weapons either. 
So Kerr should definitely be on one of the guns. Absolutely. I do have advanced melee weapons. <laughs> Does the car count as an advanced melee weapon? <laughs> That's why I slam it into something. All right, I put, the, I put a bookmark in the place where the weapons are. Um, the Etherwind burner, since because it's turd mounted, you'll only have a minus two to fire if you don't have heavy weapon proficiency. Mm-hmm. So it's a penalty, but it's a minor one. Okay. You're just not used to cut guns quite that large, effectively. Right. There it goes by Dex mod. All right. Well, she's all fueled up and ready to go. Anything y'all need before you hit the road? I rev the engine while I'm waiting on everybody. All right. Uh, it doesn't quite have a like a huge rumble to much to your dismay, but it's a, a sleek <laughs> kind of... <laughs> Did you want to test drive some of the other ones before we leave? No. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Away we go. All right. Put a little metal. We know where we're going, right? That way. Okay. I assume that it comes with GPS. Yeah. Standard these well, days. Uh, actually, there's a a fairly in-depth traditional map on there, um, but the lack of oh, satellite coverage yeah. makes it hard to get positioning yeah, data. Yeah. Uh, however, as you hit the gas, this thing like jumps out from under you all of you are like <laughs> almost thrown from your feet uh, at the acceleration of this uh this vehicle and the Aetherin burner hits the road uh go ahead and make me a piloting check it's <laughs> <laughs> terrible <laughs> <laughs> this is always how you start 16 all right <laughs> we're gonna start making more galaxy quest jokes at you <laughs> Just don't hit the garage door. Yeah. <laughs> we have the insurance. <laughs> so you weren't quite prepped for the giddy up on this thing, and it just takes off like a shot. Oh, uh, <laughs> Oshar like leaps out of the way. You see him like in your rear view, shaking a fist at you. You almost sideswipe another rig on its way in, um, but fortunately, its pilot knows a little better what he's doing and is able to swerve out of the way. Oh goodness! Uh, blaring his horn. <laughs> <laughs> We're fast. As you zip out of town. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nicely done. You're quiet all night and oh, then just swooped in there. <laughs> Lycos is giggling like a madman as he's driving this. All right. So what's everyone's position? There are... Driver. The two turrets, there's a, like a co-pilot seat, which you can also use the gun. Uh, you can reach the gun if you wanted to. And then there are four seats in the center of the compartment where like a passenger could sit or someone who doesn't necessarily want to be on a turret or uh, up front. If he's driving, everybody just pick a gun. Yeah, I would think we would each be on a gun. Um, obviously, I think, you know, in t- while we're in town, like we don't need to be like super astute on a gun but like as soon as we were heading out of town yeah um oh sorry along the the side of the rig there are also like gun slits so if you have a small arm you can aim through and fire would that would also mean we could use spells and things like that as well yeah absolutely okay so i mean yeah i mean i think our plan is to to be on a on a turret when we're out of Mm. town um we can rochambeau for which one don't care i'll probably take one of the ones in the back Okay. You want one of the ones in the back, even though you call it shotgun? Yeah, but I want the big gun. She wants the shotgun, not to be in shotgun. That's fair. Um, I'm happy to be in front, since I can also pilot, so that if something happens to Lycos 9, 
I could take over the rig if necessary. And it sounds I ominous that you just revealed you have life insurance out on me. Yeah. I figure Sparks, too, if anything does go wrong, package. if we take damage or anything, you can maybe hop around and do engineering. Probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. Or, or mount then. a gun or whatever you want to do. Oh, What do you want to do? I'll take the side one if you want the co-pilot. Yeah, I'll take the co-pilot. All right, you hit the road, and everything goes smoothly for about 40 minutes. And then... Oh, so actually, let me make one more piloting check. Uh, because as you're going out, you, there's a number of like river washes and uh, like loose sand, as well as like packed hard earth and like rocky spires sticking out of the ground. So it's not exactly just a smooth, straight shot. What'd you get? Natural twenty for thirty-four. Phenomenal. <laughs> what sort of ride are you giving to your passengers? Wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, a controlled wee. <laughs> So I mean he's I mean a so we're trying to get to where we're going quickly so he is uh kind of doing pedal to the metal and so everyone's kind of probably like gripping on the seats uh, just because of how fast they're going and they keep thinking like he's about to hit something but he always kind of just like deftly veers around it so everyone's like slightly terrified even though he's in control of what's we're a going bit on puckered yeah <laughs> are there the equivalent of like crash webbing or seat belts or anything that strap us in crash foam crash foam four point harness and some, yes. something considering how fast this thing goes each of the turrets has a harness you strap yourself into uh, although it's a murder on your knees with some of the jumps it, he's taken i was gonna say is it built for someone my height oh yeah okay uh, there, it's like adjustable to an extent sweet uh if, if sparks would be in one of the turrets it'd be a little booster chair for him <laughs> sit on a dictionary or something uh apple crate well you're you're standing in the turrets ah okay. uh if you're on the seat, there's like yeah, a four-point harness you can sit down on. Um, but if you're at one of the weapon emplacements, it's going to be a little tough. You probably have to hold on with one hand and mm-hmm. uh, cross your fingers, pray a little bit. Road trip, yay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you see a little bit of like dust rising in pursuit, but you're able to <laughs> outpace it, essentially. You're ace piloting and sure speed of the etherwind uh, burner this thing has windows right yes lyco sticks his hand out the window just flips them off (laughs) or whatever equivalent rude gesture exists in the universe so while uh you've left one threat in the dust literally uh you can see another pair of dust trails uh setting at intercept coming from uh well in front of you and at a intercept course uh and as your potential foes approach we will end for tonight so thank you for joining us on this need for speed episode of the dive of the dice podcast (laughs) uh you can check out our patreon patreon.com slash dive of the dice we have some cool patreon exclusive rewards over there and you can help support the show if you're enjoying what you're hearing you can follow us on twitter at dive of the dice and email us with anything longer form dive of the dice at gmail.com that's pretty much it for the announcements thanks for listening and we'll see you next time 